my name is Andrew Dahlke. Welcome to episode 4 of Molecular Coding. In the summer of 2011, I went to the ICCS conference in the Netherlands. That's the International Conference on Chemical Structures, which meets every three years. It was both enjoyable and informative. Many people mentioned that they used OSRA to extract chemical structure information from printed material. The OSRA author, Igor Filipov, was also at ICCS. We got a few minutes during a break to talk more about OSRA. This interview took place in Nordvierhout, the Netherlands, on the 9th of June, 2011. I'm here at ICCS with Igor Filipov, and he's the main author of OSRA, the Optical Structure Recognition Application. It's the graphics program that's been actually, actually the graphics recognition program that's been used in a number of presentations here. Plus, of course, you had your poster. Could you tell me a bit more about it? Yes. Uh, well, OSRA is a project that started about four years ago in 2007. Basically, it's a utility to convert images of chemical structures. Uh, such as found in articles and patents uh, into smiles, SD file, or pretty much anything that Open Bubble can produce, inchy, inchy keys. How did you get started with this project? Was it something that your group started to work on, or was it something you were interested in? It was just a hobby project at first. I got interested in it, and it got developed, and people started using it, and it uh, got more useful to others, and it's actually quite a nice feeling to have something fun to work on that is being used by other people too. When you say it started off as a hobby project, you were doing this meaningful work as a side part of work or was just something totally different? You saw chemicals, you thought, oh, I'd like to process that? Pretty much like that, yes, yes. I, I've heard about general idea of software like that and I thought to myself, it's impossible to do, it's too complicated. That's what I think. Yeah, and then I tried it and I tried different vectorization algorithms, tried uh, OCR programs and then I tried combining them together because basically that's what it is. You take an image, you vectorize and you get your bonds, you do OCR on atomic labels, you got your atoms and to combine them both together and produce the mole file. Well, I saw in the list of uh, programs that Sastra uses that you have, what, a dozen or so different other tools you have. It's, it's, it, I, I prefer not to reinvent the wheel and so I try to reuse what was done before me and Osra has a fairly small code base for such a project because it's basically it's a glue between various libraries that existed before. There are two different uh, uh, OCR engines for uh, label recognition. There is GeoCR and Okrad. There is a vectorization library, Portrace, which does the raster to vector conversion. There is a graphic uh, processing library, Graphics Magic. There is Open Bubble, of course, for generating the output uh, molecular structure. Um, there is a couple other uh, additional technical libraries that OSRA is using. You use the tools, the two OCR readers, which I'm surprised that you're using that one, but two different ones, and such to work out the text. And so the stuff, what you added to this was then the recognition of where the double bonds are and the do you do chirality and um, wedges and all the sort yep, of yep, other yep, chemistry? Yep. Well, I should say that none of those libraries were particularly developed for you know chemi chemical structure recognition. So they're good at what they do, but they're not you know 100% aligned with my projects. So there is a lot of things I had to modify, pre-process to make it. To make it fit into the, for example, the output of uh, portraits, 
the vectorization algorithm, it's not like you get bonds directly like a single vector bond. No, you, you will have an assembly of vectors that will constitute a single bond, but you still have to uh, recognize that, you know, vectors 1, 2, 3, 4, it's actually a single bond, and vectors 5, 6, 7, 8, it's actually, you know, a part of a double bond somewhere else. So, yeah, you have to do some pre- and post-processing from the output of this program. And speaking of OCR, uh, none of the existing OCR engines, especially open-source OCR engines, are very good at recognizing single characters. Usually the focus is on recognizing the whole text, and there you can do a lot of things. with dictionary-based uh, corrections where if you have a word partially recognized, the engine can correct itself, just, you know, having a huge vocabulary. Right. Uh, you cannot do this or not very easily do this with uh, single characters or, or atomic labels. So I'm using two different OCR engines because uh, I feel that combined strengths is, uh, leads to better recognition rates. And as a matter of fact, uh, optionally, there are two more uh, OCR engines that you can compile in, and so it can be up to four different OCR engines there. Nice. How do this handle like superscript and subscript when you're doing isotope labeling or um, side groups? Poorly. <laughs> okay. It does try to recognize uh, uh, subscripts, especially on uh, Marcouche labels R1 or two, and so on. And if if the scan quality is good and the characters are sufficiently large, then it can recognize it. But of course, the smaller the character, the less chance it will get recognized correctly. Let's put it like that. Right. Well, I saw on the set you have, there are several different uh, validation sets you have. There was various patent office uh, validation sets and things like that. How easy, is to, is, how easy has it been to get the validation data that you need? Not easy at all, because having a validation set is essential. Otherwise, you cannot benchmark your performance. You cannot move forward if you don't know how well your version X is doing how better version X is doing than X minus 1, for example. Um, initially, I had a set of very diverse structures from from the web, from the articles that I had to basically draw the uh, SD file by hand myself. Recently, uh, with the help of uh, John Giankini of DuPont and Steve Boer from IBM, uh, I acquired this huge data set uh, from USPTO, almost 6,000 molecules, and that was absolutely essential to get OZRA to produce better and better results. And this uh, said, originally it was a complex work unit initiative at USPTO, basically. Uh, they have people who redraw the structures in uh, molecular editor and save mole files, so you have both image and corresponding mole files. So when someone like that, um, DuPont, Nasser, and the people who are in the consortium mm -hmm. are working on their work, how much of what they do feeds back into the work you do? So you just said you get some test data from them. Yep. What about code changes and improvements in the algorithms? There, there were some suggestions and recommendations, and maybe not directly code input, but... Uh, John recommended some improvements on algorithm to recognize uh, tables in the text, because if you have a table, it will uh, throw off the recognition algorithm because it's also linear graphic, right. and it looks kind of similar like a molecule. 
John made some suggestions. He quoted something for himself, and while I didn't take his quote directly, I, I was absolutely using his recommendations and improve my recognition engine. Uh, right now, uh, there is uh, another guy who is working on the quote itself, uh, Dmitry Katsuba, from European Patent Office. He made tremendous uh, input, uh, especially since uh, he's more on the formal programming side. He uh, did a completely new uh, compilation system where you don't have to muck around with make file by hand. It's basically regular auto tools generated, configure, make, make, install. And that includes detecting if all these different tools exist and optionally compi compiling them in? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. So it's much easier now to produce a code out of source code, yeah. So I saw several people here taking, say, using their iPods to take a picture of the mm -hmm. screen here in the presentation. Yep. So if somebody wanted to write a tool that was to sit inside of the iPod, take a picture, process it, has someone done that? And yes. How, how it's hard is it to do that? Well, it it wasn't uh, really my project. There is a company, uh, I, I believe the name is Idogen uh, Certainty. They have a tool uh, that works exactly like that, that you take a picture with iPhone and you get a structure back which you can edit in their own uh, editor on the iPhone or iPad. I believe Osra is running on the remote server, so the processing is not, is not done on the phone itself. Mm. They upload the image, process it, and get the SD file from the server. Then you have to distribute all those different libraries, download them, and have them on the iPod. Well, it's 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 possible. I think the main problem is not to compile the uh, code on iPhone or iPod. The problem is the uh, performance is probably not quite there yet, mm -hmm. because it might take uh, it might take some seconds to to process an image. And my feeling is it would be much more efficient to have a processing done on the efficient on the you know big server than on the small iPhone. So far, maybe, you know, next year we will have better processors well, on also, the phone. I also saw on your um, change log that you spent some time now optimizing the code to make it faster and yes. some good performance. Yes, and also Dmitry was very helpful in that. Uh, I think we've done quite a good job uh, compared to a version of a couple of years ago. We improved the performance by a factor of three or four. Um, some of the main changes were, of course, the code refactoring, just making it more lean and efficient. Also, I changed from Image Magic Library to Graphics Magic, which is compatible but much um, uh, much faster. Uh, it's most of the improvement came from this small change. So, is most where's most of the time being spent? There are two factors where uh, Osra is uh, taking its time. First of all, page segmentation. Sorry, what is page segmentation? Page segmentation, uh, basically if you have uh, a document where you have text and molecular structures all mixed together on the same page, you have somehow to extract the structure out of the rest of the page because uh, for other project at least we don't care about the text and we want to process only the structure. Uh, this process is called page segmentation. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, fairly time consuming. On the other hand, I believe other algorithm is... Uh, Quite quite uh, efficient in the fact in that that it it can uh, very often guess correctly that this is a text and we are not interested in processing that and so we are not spending time on the blocks of text or some you know photographs. Uh, often there is uh, 
some pictures of mice, for example, uh, in documents. Um, it, do, you, do you ever get a mice coming up as a mouse identified as a compound? Sometimes it happened. <laughs> it happened quite frequently, actually, in the past. Now it's it's getting better, I believe. All right. Uh, so I was also seeing at the, some of the vendor sites how they had mentioned that they work with Azra. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you support Simextra or this plugins for Simextra and Kim BioDraw and BK Kim. How how many people are you actually using your code in the world? Well. I can only track the uh, direct downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we are at a thousand or two thousand downloads, and we have two different distribution sites: SourceForge and our NCI CAD website. So you have to combine them. If somebody wants to use it and they don't tell me, I won't necessarily know that they're going to use it. So I see that as one of the. I mean, there's the upside of the open source. You're using so many different open source projects, yep. but the downside is. I don't get quite the same feedback of people using it. So I like going to conferences like this. People come up to me and say, oh, thank you for this project, or I like using that tool you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it's it's a nice feeling to, to hear that it's useful, and people sometimes email me with questions or say, hey, it's, it's a good tool, we are using it from places quite unexpected, you know, such as International Union of Crystallography, uh, there is a university in Australia where they're using Ozra. It's 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 a good feeling to to feel that something you're working on is being useful for other people. So, what would be the best way to support the project? Would it be uh, developers or test data or people with image processing experience or how would all of the above? All of the above. <laughs> All right. Well, the test data is absolutely essential, and it's very hard to produce because. Uh, it's 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 hard to validate hundreds. I'm not even talking about thousands of uh, structures by hand, mm-hmm. and it's necess- necessary to have it. And from hopefully as many diverse sources as possible, we have good test sets from USPTO and Japanese Patent Office. It would be nice to have some similar tests from WIPO, from EPO, from Chinese patents. Uh, I think. Have you downloaded the images that are in? Um, Wikipedia related to compounds. From Wikipedia, there's a number there that have the structures and the. They should have the structure and the link to the um, PubChem ID. Mm-hmm. And many of those structures that are Wikipedia are actually drawn by hand by somebody. I have not done this because I just learned this one day, mm-hmm. a day or two ago about people doing stuff that mm-hmm. way of finding mm-hmm. finding good images or finding correlations between, um, say. Cas ID and smiles by going through Wikipedia to get it and looking up PubChem and getting the actual data they want. Mm-hmm. I have not done this. This is an interesting idea. Yes. <laughs> I guess you're working at NCI CAD. Mm-hmm. Is, what do they do and how does they support your work? Well, uh, nowadays it's uh, officially part of my responsibility. Before it was more of a hobby project, right. but it, it's not that I'm spending full time. Uh, working on Ozra, I have other responsibilities there as well and other projects. Um, I'm working under the direction of Mark Niklaus. He was very supportive. Mm-hmm. He was uh, very appreciative of uh, the project. How is this project funded? Well, basically, it's uh, funded along with the rest of the CAD group by NCI. Yes. Okay. 
And you're telling me you actually came in this field with physicists. So how did you get involved in doing image recognition of structures? <laughs> well, yes, I was doing my PhD at Ohio State University, and uh, there I got acquainted with uh, Jan Labanovsky, uh, the maintainer of the computational chemistry list, yes. CCL. So I was working on uh, CCL, helping him uh, administer and maintain it for a while, and that's how I got connected with the world of chemoinformatics. And after, after graduation, I joined Mark Niklaus group, um, and that's how I got myself into all of this area. <laughs> and were you doing software development since you were young, or was it recent? Pretty much, pretty much. Well, in in physics for my PhD thesis, it was basically C++ and Mathematica, because it was building theoretical models and uh, doing calculations. Um, I got involved with programming since I was 12, 13. First it was BASIC and Pascal in school, and then it was C and C++ and Perl. Now I'm interested in Python. It seems like very uh, interesting uh, approach. So I've done a little bit of a lot of different things. All right. Thank you very much for your time. It's interesting, interesting hearing more about Astra. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Molecular Coding. This podcast and transcript are distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharelike 3.0 unported license. The theme music was composed and performed by Andrea Stefan. I'm Andrew Dahlke.